You're listening to the Veritas Daily Podcast, a short daily podcast that answers the questions you're asking with the hope that it would help you believe Jesus is more. Here's Austin Connor. Hey, all. It is a beautiful day outside. Just got done mowing my lawn, took my dog for a walk, and now here I am back in my closet ready to answer today's question, which is this. What do I do when I'm lonely? See, the reality is that all of us, to one extent or another, we know what it's like to be lonely. We feel the isolation. We feel the distance. We're saddened and disappointed and dejected and depressed. We don't like to be lonely, and we want it to change. And you know what? That's exactly the right response. That's the right response because we were never meant to be lonely. Genesis 2, 18, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. This is profound. Genesis chapter one and two is is a picture of paradise before the entrance of sin into the world. In these chapters, God is creating and naming and giving purpose to everything. And everything he creates is good. The sun is good. The moon is good. The plants are good. The animals are good. But then the emergency break gets thrown and the narrative screeches to a halt because we learn something that's not good. It's not good for the man and the woman to be alone. Why? Well, it's because human beings were made in God's image. You see, on the one hand, God is one being. There is no God but God alone. And yet on the other hand, at the very same time, God is three distinct persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God has never been and will never be lonely. And that God, he wants the same for you and for me. God doesn't want us to be lonely. He wants us to feel known, to feel respected, to feel remembered, to feel loved. That's the ideal. But we're not in an ideal world, are we? No, we're in a Genesis 3 world. In Genesis chapter 3, sin entered and fractured everything. And so now we're alienated from God and we're alienated from others. Are you lonely? If so, you're in good company. What do you do when you're lonely? Do you turn inward and indulge those sorrowful feelings? Do you numb your loneliness with eating, TV, scrolling through social media? Do you try to work harder, try to get more friends, try to get more followers, try to be a good friend to others, make some comments on the posts out of desperation, hoping they'll do for you what you're doing for them? How's all that going for you? My guess is, and not as good as you'd hoped. Isn't it interesting that today we are more connected than ever in human history, but we're also more lonely than ever? So what do we do? Well, I think we do two things. We lower our expectations and we raise our expectations. First, we lower our expectations. Okay, raise your hand if your first response when you feel lonely is to reach out to a friend, to feel some sort of connection, to remind yourself that you're not really lonely, that you really do have friends. You can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. Look, friends are good. Remember, it's not good to be alone, but that friend cannot give you what you really want and what you really need. Blaise Pascal was a 17th century philosopher and mathematician. He said, there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man and woman, which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God the creator made known through Jesus Christ. He's saying that there's this vacuum, this space in our hearts that will not be satisfied by anything, friends included. Okay, confession time. In third grade, I was given the nickname Sega Belly because I played so much Sega Genesis. And because of this, I didn't have too many really good friends, but I wanted them so badly. 
Uh, but one time in eighth grade, uh, a miracle happened and I got invited to a popular kid's house. And so we're hanging out. And then he asked me if I wanted to go downstairs and lift weights, because I guess that's the natural thing for two eighth grade boys to do when they're bored. Now, this friend of mine, he looked like he started bench pressing the minute he came out of the womb, like he was jacked. Uh, me, not so much. Old Segabelli hadn't touched a weight in his life. But of course, I'm not going to say no. So I played it cool and uh, we headed downstairs to the bench press. Now, he had 245s on each side of the bench, which was 225 pounds. But he only took off 90 pounds for me, which left me to try and lift 135 pounds. So I lay down, I lift the bar off the rack, hold it for a little half second, and then the bar came crashing down onto my sternum. It was too much weight. Here's the deal. Our friends cannot hold the weight of our loneliness. When we look to our friends to fill that space in our hearts, that space only God can fill, we crush them with the weight of our souls. They were never meant to fill that space. If and when we expect this from our friends, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work for you because you're going to keep getting more and more disappointed and more and more lonely because they're not giving you what you want. But it's also not fair to them because they were never meant to hold your weight. So we need to lower the expectations. But remember, second, we also need to raise our expectations. Loneliness is not good. It was never intended. God doesn't want you or me to be lonely. He wants us to feel known, to feel respected, to feel remembered, to feel love. We have all of that in Jesus. Jesus loves you. John 15, 9, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. Jesus has not forgotten about you. John 14, verse 2, here Jesus is speaking about the end of the biblical story by using the image of a house with many rooms when he says this, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? You see, in the end, you've got a room with your name on the door. Jesus prepared it for you. He wants you to be there. If you don't show up, he's going to call you and bug you. He's going to say, hey, where are you? You're supposed to be here. I've got a room ready to go. I prepared it with you in mind. Jesus has not forgotten about you. And finally, I know it sounds cliche to say, but Jesus is your friend. Luke 7, 34, the Pharisees called Jesus a glutton, a drunkard, and a friend of sinners. You and I are sinners. We sin against God. We sin against others. But our sin doesn't keep Jesus away. It doesn't disqualify us from a friendship with Jesus. We're isolated. We're lonely. And it might not get better anytime soon. If you're lonely, you're in good company. And if you hate your loneliness, good. That's the right response. And so together, let's lower our expectations. Don't put the weight of your soul on your earthly friend. They can't hold that weight because they were never meant to. But don't forget to raise your expectations. Put the weight of your soul on Jesus, the one who's your friend, the one who hasn't forgotten you, and the one who loves you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Veritas Daily Podcast. Please give us a good rating so that more people will be able to find this podcast in the future. And please share it with a friend who you think needs to hear it. We'll talk to you tomorrow.